Hey, I'm Andy Chanley from 88.5 The SoCal Sound, and you join us for another SoCal Sound session today with the silent comedy. I've got Josh and Jeremiah Zimmerman joining me. How are you? Good. Doing good. Good How to meet you? you guys. Thanks for coming in for the uh, session today. Yeah. They're going to perform uh, three songs here in just a minute. Let me just give you the uh, the vitals right off the, the top here. Uh, a San Diego band, Mookie, program director uh, here at 88.5, has been a fan for a long, long, long time. You guys have been uh, an institution uh, for, for a while. Uh, started, what, 2007? Uh, we started in 2005 was our very first show. Yeah, but it was real casual for a couple of years, and then we grew over time and morphed into a, more of a rock band versus a folk band over the years, and we've had quite a journey, especially for folks who, in San Diego who kind of were familiar with us along the way. Well, we're fond of, of promoting bands from Southern California, and uh, Mookie brought you uh, up the coast with them, and we're, we're glad you're, you're a part of our family here. You've heard them on 88.5, the SoCal Sound. Um, you just re-released Enemies Multiply, uh, 2018 or 19? Yeah. 18? Yeah, it's a 2018 record. The first pressing of vinyl has been sold out for a bit, so we just re-released it on vinyl in April. Yeah. Uh, since you released it, uh, vinyl has surpassed CDs again yep. for, for popularity. So, Absolutely. Uh, it has, had to be released. So they, they put it out for Record Store Day. A new album is coming early next year. Yeah. Uh, and let me just run through these other things real quick. You're going to be doing the Wild Horses Festival with Zach Bryan, who's awesome, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Camp, our old friends Camp, Sierra Farrell, Petco Park in San Diego. That'll be uh, second to last day of the year, December 30th. And then you're going to be touring the Pacific Northwest this September and, uh, and more SoCal dates to come. But um, this is my first time meeting you, so uh, I I'm, uh, I've heard the music for a while, but I I'm, I'm catching up. Um, the biggest thing that I've heard recently that you're, you're doing is this, uh, this documentary, uh, I Am All Right, Music, Madness, and the Fall of the Silent Comedy, which sounds like an ominous title. <laughs> um, first of all, when is that available for people to see? You know, right now it's doing the festival circuit. Uh, it had kind of a soft premiere at Oceanside Film Festival right down the, the highway here. And then the next festival it's slated for is Nashville Film Festival uh, in September, October. And then after that, we're going to make it available in some f streaming capacity. We're not exactly sure yet because that's an ongoing process trying to right. figure out how. But we want to make it open to as many people as possible because it carries a mental health message. And we want to find some way to bring it online that anyone who wants to watch it is able to. So that would probably be at the beginning of next year. Okay, so probably around the same time as the album, yeah. more or less. Yeah. So uh, for people that don't know, uh, you guys formed the band 2005. Um, takes a couple of years, uh, you described, to, to coalesce and, and, and you know, uh, find the sound that, that defines the silent comedy. And then you start getting placements in TV shows and in movies, and you get airplay, and you're touring, and you're being well-received by fans, and everything uh, works out uh, uh, wonderfully after that, and, and it's all a happy ending, right? <laughs> That's, uh, we wouldn't have made a movie if it did. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I'm glad that you're, you're doing it, because it's something that um, I, I've heard more of in the last couple of years, um, there was a Swedish music distribution company. They surveyed 1,500 musicians a couple years ago on their platform, and 73% of those musicians 
said they struggle with mental health issues. Yeah. And the number climbs to 80% if you go for the younger demographic of like 18 to, to 25-year-olds. When you started seeing artists in the last couple of years say, hold on, I'm taking a mental health break. And not just artists, uh, uh, in, in uh, professional sports. Uh, you know, we heard, um, the, uh, you know, I'm putting the Olympics on hold while I go collect myself because I'm more important than what you're watching on TV. When you started seeing, in light of uh, things you experienced with the band and, and personally, what were your thoughts about that? It uh, uh, was very encouraging and refreshing to see that more in headlines because at the time when we went through the experience that we did, it was 2014, about 10 years ago, and it doesn't seem that long ago, but in reference to this part of the cultural dialogue, it was like ages ago because we were going through a career kind of crisis moment at that time, and I ended up going through a pretty acute mental health crisis at that same time. And we truly felt like we couldn't let anyone know because we were looking for new management, we're looking for new representation, and it felt like this scarlet letter, this liability to even admit that you had mental health issues. Um, and so we really tried at the time to kind of keep a lid on it, keep it under wraps, to not tell anyone what was going on. And in hindsight, you know, I... I wish we could have been more open about it at the time, but we really felt a pressure from the industry not to be. And it's great to see people being more honest now where they can just be open about what they're dealing with. And it helps, it helps people around you to support you in a different way when they know kind of where you're at. And ideally, you can get help and take breaks and do things so that you don't end up in a crisis moment. Uh, we said we have music to share with you, yeah. and there, uh, one of the songs that you do for us today is on the soundtrack to this documentary. Yeah. Can we start with that? Is that Absolutely. cool? Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, called uh, Peace of Mind. Yeah, tell me, tell me about that song. Uh, introduce it for us. Yeah, so Jer and I, you could maybe take a, a bit of this, Jer, but uh, we're brothers, and a lot of times our songwriting was kind of siloed. Uh, we'd each write a song kind of fully and then bring it to the band. And Peace of Mind is one of the first times that we've been truly, truly collaborative um, and we were really open and confessional. It's really what we were feeling at the moment when we were going through all this stuff. I don't know if you remember yeah, it, when it, we wrote it. It came out of a session we were doing. We were doing a lot of freeform improvisation for a film soundtrack. We were in a studio for like 12, 14 hours a day for a week and just trying to like freeform, play stuff, see what would work to, to score a film. And that came out of one of the sort of jams we were doing to start off the session. We just started playing the chords and we all had mics and, and I started singing a few songs, we started trading some lyrics. And at the end of that session, I don't, I don't even think they ended up using that song, but whatever came out of the session, we were also free to use in what we were doing. We were like, we should revisit that one moment. We had something it was, it, you know, film soundtrack stuff, it doesn't need to be a, a real song. It can just be a mood. It can hold, hold a space for a minute. But this was an actual song coming out of it. You could tell it, it wanted to move forward and have a life. And, it's, and it's, it wasn't just like a nice soundtrack background pad. And so we kept developing it, yeah. Yeah, and we took it back to our kind of headquarters in North County, San Diego, and sat at an old piano that's been in our family for decades and played those chords from that jam session. And we each wrote verses for it that were 
really just off the top of our head in the moment. And now looking back and all the struggles that we went through around the making of this album, Enemies Multiply, that song is the, the biggest signifier of if someone wants to know where we were at in that moment, Peace of Mind is the one to listen to because we put it all out there in the lyrics. It was a stream of consciousness. You, yeah. you didn't even know it. Yeah. That's cool. Have a listen to this. This is Peace of Mind, Silent Comedy on 88.5 The SoCal Sound. When your fears are closing in And your life's a holding in Can't seem to start again Hold on tight When the ones you called your friends their backs to face the wind And if nothing you pretend Makes it right When you're down and Think you're drowning Give me your hand
That's peace of mind from the silent comedy on 88.5 The SoCal Sound. I'm Andy Chanley, and I'm talking to uh, Josh and Jeremiah Zimmerman from the band right now. Um, not to make this whole conversation uh, about uh, mental health, but I just want to list some of the names of artists who have spoken about uh, mental health struggles openly. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Billie Eilish, Ariana Grande, Adele, Big Sean, Demi Lovato, Aaron, uh, Ed Sheeran, L. King, Janet Jackson, Justin Bieber, Kendrick Lamar. And that's just the last few years. People that we've heard go on record saying, yeah, I, I, I have dark times and I have difficulty getting through them. And, and them raising their voices, um, I would imagine, is a, a beacon of light to, to others who are and, and some, some comfort. I want to ask this question, though. Do you think that and I hope this isn't an ignorant question to ask, but do you think that artists are more likely to have mental health issues or that being in the music industry exposes you to situations that are more likely to tax your mental health? It's, it's a bit of a tough chicken in the egg question because <laughs> the arts historically do draw people with certain personality types and certain proclivities to them. I think for us in various artistic pursuits we've pursued in our lives, we were drawn to them in some form because of trauma we were experiencing and because of wanting to find some sort of escape from things that we were living through. And so I think a lot of people end up in the arts for that reason. Maybe a higher percentage than say like uh, accounting or computer programming, you know, but the arts is also just a, a sample of the population and many people struggle with mental health issues no matter what their career is but I do think in music in particular when it comes to the independent music side and the way that it's changed in the last several decades the pressures that you experience are pretty monumental you know the more that the industry has collapsed the pressure on the artist to be everything you know to be a publicist and a bus driver and a road crew and a tour manager and a social media manager. You know, it's like all of these things keep getting put on the artist. And that, those are challenging circumstances to live in. I think, you know, mm -hmm. Jeremiah did a lion's share of driving for us as we crisscrossed the North America uh, for many years. And, um, you know, you could speak to that a bit, Jer, about the toll that takes. Yeah, I think, you're, I think you get exhausted. Playing, playing shows every night, you go on stage in front of people, best case scenario, and you have that huge rush of, of, of that adrenaline being on stage with the crowd and they're, they're going crazy and you, you know, play a show and it's the best hour of the day because the other 23 hours are trying to find somewhere to eat or use the bathroom or get a shower or drive somewhere for 14 hours. So there's a lot of, a lot of like, peak and valley, ups and downs, emotional roller coaster stuff, I can see how it would it would take people who are already struggling and push them over the edge, right? Yeah. So we and we noticed that even in the best of times, you get you, you feel like you've got it. You feel like you're figuring it out and and you're getting a good a good groove and have a great show and then something goes off the rails and you have the worst couple of days, but you gotta get on stage and and do a thing. And so it's like if you try to talk to somebody about it and they're like, oh yeah, poor me. You know, I get to play all over the world with my with my music. I'm so sad, and it's like, well, yeah, but it's tough. It really does take a toll. And so, you, when you see people being honest about it, it's like, oh yeah, thank God, thank God, we're hearing more of that story. Yeah. 
it's like Bob Seger's Turn the Page is a great song, but you don't want to live it every, every, yeah. every single And we night. did for many years, you know. Yeah. And it's tough because, um, you know, we, we were not a famous band, but we have friends who are truly famous and like in the arena level. And no matter how successful you get, touring is still a very rough lifestyle. No yeah. matter how much money there is and perks, there's intense loneliness. There's pressure about sales and you know, numbers and everything. And uh, it's a very intense thing to do. And for us, the kind of show we put on, you know, we're rowdy, we're breaking instruments and I'm usually bleeding at the end of a show. And like, we do that 150 nights out of the year. And um, it certainly takes an effect on your body and, and your, your brain, you know? Yeah. How are you feeling now? Really, really good. And the... So we went on hiatus about eight years ago, yeah. something in that zone. And I moved to New York and I, I dove back into film, which is my first passion. And I spent several years in New York, completely walked away from music entirely. And I barely even talked to these guys who were still back in San Diego because I felt like they needed a break from me and I needed a break from them in a lesser extent. Um, but then to get stability, to get treatment and therapy and to, to kind of maintain stability in life, it was around 2020 when I had that stability on my own and then everything shifted professionally in the world that we started talking about, you know, criticisms we had gotten earlier on was that our music was so dark that, um, you know, people wanted it to be happier or poppier. And in 2020, we thought, well, this is kind of the world we've been writing for this whole time. So we decided to start writing again and playing shows again and, and testing it out. And for me, I've just kept it a real eye on it. You know, getting back into this world with some of the same stressors, uh, me and my therapist, you know, are in good touch about keeping an eye on it and making sure I have better habits and whatnot. So I'm doing much, much better than I was then. Good. But it, it takes work. You know, yeah. I do things differently when we're on the road. Um, I take on different commitments uh, in a different way. Like I kind of judge everything differently to try to not end up back at a, at a crisis point again. It's not a set it and forget it thing. Not Life good. isn't set yeah, it and not. forget it. Yeah. Well, you guys are sounding good. Uh, can we hear another song? What, what do you want to do uh, next? Should, should we save the one from the new record until last or do that now? Um. Let's do, yeah, let's save that one for last. We could do Enemies Multiply, which is the title track off, off this reissue. Album. The record we were just talking about. All right, uh, have a listen. This is Enemies Multiply. This is The Silent Comedy on 88.5, The SoCal Sound.
This is 88.5 The SoCal Sound. I'm Andy, and we're with The Silent Comedy. You just heard the song Enemies Multiply. It's on an album. It's a title cut from the album that's uh, been out for a few years, just reissued on vinyl a few months ago. Um, thank you for coming by and spending time with us. This has, has been really great. Us. I've been able to hear some of your new music that you've been working on. Uh, I heard a few tunes. Uh, it sounds really, really good. Thank you. Uh, uh, there's a tune. Uh, can I... Can I can I give it? There's one called Gasoline that I think is really great. Yeah. Um, great. And it's funny because I, the other day, before I heard that song, uh, I was describing your music and I said, I, I like to pigeonhole people. Yeah, so it, it helps <laughs> me sleep at night. Uh, but I said, you know, it's, it's not far from a Mumford and Sons thing, but it's like with some gasoline thrown on it. And it's <laughs> ironic that you would have a, a song like that. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be on the new album. Um, tell me about the making of this this new thing, and, and, and do you feel like there's a different dynamic uh, in in making music now? Uh, you spoke to that a minute ago, but yeah, it is. You know, I think there people, creative people, seem terrified of becoming mentally healthy because they'll lose whatever spark makes them creative or whatever. Right. And I think that's it's certainly it makes sense to have that fear. But um, the the healthier that we get mentally, the better it turns into. Um, getting along in the studio or trying to trying to write trying to clap especially as we are getting older and and we have all this water under the bridge knowing that we can just get and lock into that quicker and not just have all of the petty interpersonal drama that 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 mental health crisis 
stuff can lead to. It's great to be able to, to be in a, in a situation where <clears throat> everyone is, is keeping an eye out and sensitive to what they're doing and trying to stay healthy and trying to, you know, you should be better than, than when we were kids, basically. I think it has been a better experience for being creative and it's been an interesting change in the studio where we don't, we don't feel that crushing pressure of, you know, we're going to have to please everybody or, you know, whatever it is. We, we feel like we can just be creative, do what we want to do and, and not have it uh, land on us too hard. So yeah. that's, I think, been, it's been fueling the creativity, if anything. Yeah, another thing that wasn't necessarily a fear, but was a question that we had is we have grown a lot. We are older as well, and our lives have changed a lot since that time. And we kind of had the question of, like, what do we write now? You know, what do we have to say? Is it different than what we were saying when the last record came out? And it's been really cool for the two of us. We're much more collaborative now, especially in the lyric process. And it's been pretty neat to discover what we have to say at this point in our lives, how it's different than it was before. And then there's some through lines that continue through all of the material. But we're pretty excited to, to put some new music out in the world. And this uh, session we just did in Texas uh, a few weeks ago is a really exciting one. It's cool to see the sound grow and evolve a little bit. And um, we're, we're just really happy to be back making music. I, I like how I, I hear different influences and in, in different songs of yours, like uh, uh, Peace of Mind that you did. There's almost a gospel mm -hmm. uh, sort of feel in, in that one. And um, uh, there's a, a cinematic quality, though, to a lot of your music. I'm not surprised that you have gotten numerous placements in TV shows and in film because your music kind of lends itself to that. Uh, people can just bring their emotions to it, yeah. and, and that, you know, it, it, it seems to, to fit the bill. That actually is a pretty viable way for musicians to make, make a living being a musician, not just the touring, getting out and playing in front of people and selling records, but anymore, it, it, it is quite often those placements. Yeah, for us, it was the placements that paid for all the touring. You know, yeah. that's how we kept that touring train moving for so many years yeah. and we were super fortunate to have that you know um, and they those different things it was used for uh, you know even there was a video game Dark Souls that some of our music was used for the trailer and a sequel to that game just came out last year and it's still finding a whole wave of new fans and it's kind of cool in the internet age how that can live on and people can continue to discover the music that way that's great that's great uh, we're going to hear one more song, and this is going to be one off the new record, uh, a song called Judgment Day. Uh, before we do that, uh, we'll go ahead and say goodbye now. It's been great to meet you guys. Likewise. Thank you for having us. And the music sounds absolutely fantastic. Wish you all kinds of success with it. And once again, uh, the album, uh, uh, Enemies Multiply, reissued on vinyl. Go grab that now. And uh, the new album coming in uh, the early New Year and uh, tour dates. Where can people go and find out about your tour dates and stuff? What's the website? People can go to thesilentcomedy.com, the silent comedy on Instagram, you know, is the thing we update the most as well. And then people can find those vinyl records on our Spotify profile as well and tour dates on there also. So we're adding new shows all the time. Nice. Josh and Jeremiah Zimmerman, the silent comedy. Uh, thanks for coming by. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. I'm Andy. This is 88.5, the SoCal Sound. Darling, I heard your name over the air 
tried every way I could reach you, but you were never there. You've been playing with the cheated deck of cards, dealing your way to a place up among the stars. You're not getting very to be afraid yeah, yeah. You don't have time to play at being brave yeah. Cause the morning brings judgment day hero of yours, you would follow him around He's been selling cars, he's been shooting in the dark Running to all of the junks that he's a friend of yours He's no friend of yours Yeah, yeah Only gets easier to be afraid This way, yeah, yeah. Don't have time to play being brave, yeah. Cause the morning brings judgment day. SoCal Sound Sessions are produced by 88.5 The SoCal Sound. Session hosted by Andy Chanley. Audio recorded and mixed by Tristan Dolce. Edited by Matt Blake. The SoCal Sound is a public service of California State University Northridge and Saddleback College. Streaming on the web at thesocalsound.org.